Hey listeners, welcome back to Real Talk with Simply Tour, where we have real, raw, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations around working while maintaining our mental health or lack thereof. I am your host, Tor White, and today we have a very special guest, someone that is near and dear to my heart, my brother, Tevin Jones. Hello, Tevin. Hey, hey, how are you? I am great. Thank you for being here with us today. So Tevin is an Asheville native, um, born and raised here. He is um, the father of three beautiful kids, my two nephews and my niece. Um, Tevin has worked in sales for a very long time, but Tevin also bakes and is very, very good at baking. We're going to talk about that today. But um, so Tevin, is there anything else, anything that I missed out on telling about you? Uh, no, like you, yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, definitely um, born and raised here in Asheville, um, have seen the city grow um, a lot in my time. Um, and then as far as baking, yeah, that's a definitely a huge, huge passion of mine um, and love to do it. So definitely thank you for that intro- introduction. Um, that's definitely me in a nutshell. Thank you. All right. So you let's just jump right into it. You talked about baking being a passion for you. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of tell us when did that passion start? How did you know that that was something you enjoyed? Yeah, absolutely. So um, that has that passion came along. Honestly, it's always been there. Um, I've always loved like watching my mom in the kitchen cooking, my grandma cooking um, and things like that. And I've just had a passion around food. Um, and I, I look at it as like a form of art um, as well as a form of type of therapy, honestly. Um, at first, I did it just because it was a fun, fun thing that started again probably like six or seven years ago. Um, a past partner of mine and I had got together and wanted to do that. Um, and we just started baking cakes and then that just took off from there. People were like, oh my gosh, your cakes are delicious. Now I will, I will say they didn't look the par, um, but, uh, they did taste good. So I guess that's what mattered. Um, and then as that went on, I really, really found like that I love doing it. Um, so I've progressed my skills, um, you know, multiple YouTube videos and just giving out freebies. Um, and that's where I am today. I, I ultimately do it again as a form of therapy um, and looking at it as just making other people happy. So I really enjoy it. That's awesome. So now tell me if I'm incorrect, but you enjoy bacon, but you don't You've never done any of that for like a full-time job, correct? I have not. I, I I wanted to pursue it, but I think with me, I was a little afraid of taking it to a, you know, a full-fledged business. Um, but I, you know, ultimately that thought is still in the back of my mind today. Okay, well, let's unpack that because, you know, we get real here yeah, on Real sure, Talk yeah. Simply Tour. So... You mentioned fear. Why did you have fear around doing what you're passionate about? Absolutely. So 
I think for me, um, and maybe others can relate, um, when we think of fear and going out on your own as a business, again, I'm a, you know, a, you know, single father of three, I do have shared custody. Um, but it's like this, this is my ship. And, you know, I'm afraid if it failed that, um, th that I would lose a lot or, you know, the life that I live and things like that and the being able to provide for my children and, um, obviously also the legality, legalities of things like, um, making sure that I'm, you know, dotting every I on documentation and making sure I have the correct certifications. And, um, so it's, I just don't want to fail and I don't want to make a, a legal mistake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of what held me back. And I think that's something that happens with a lot of people. I really do. I know for me, I left the federal government October 31st of last year, went completely hardcore, was like, you know what, I'm working for myself. Um, but before I got there, there was a lot of fear, right? But right. then I realized that, hey, fear is just that, you know, it, it, it really is not a real thing until I make it a real thing. It's just something that sits in the back of my head, a bunch of what ifs. And I think we tend to concentrate on what if I fail, but not what if I succeed. And so when I started off and left, I was shocked at how well things took off and how well I've done financially without advertising, without putting um, myself necessarily out there because I'm still learning the, the world of marketing. Um, yeah. It's not a strong suit of mine. So, when you think about your fear, have you ever tried to counteract that with, okay, what if I succeed in this? What if I'm doing something that I love um, and that, yes, it may be growing pains, but the reward on the end of that growing pain may be so rewarding. Have you ever thought about that side of it? Yeah, I, I mean, thought about it, dream, dreamed it, I, you know, talked to people about it. Uh, there I mean, there has been steps that I've taken um, to go in that direction of being a business owner, you know, uh, researching the market and seeing what people like, asking questions about, you know, what what are people's favorite cakes? What are your favorite desserts? Um, and even went to school to, you know, start getting an associates in bacon and pastry. Um, I actually have... Um, a business name out there um, that people know me of um, and even and just to kind of backtrack I I have tried to pursue that um, but I think again coming to that word of fear um, it got to a point where I got super busy um, but also working a full-time job and trying to be a parent um, it got a little overwhelming. Um, I'm talking, I'm selling t-shirts, I'm doing events and things like that. Um, and it, it, I think the, the amount of workload that I was taking on at that time, I had to let it go, unfortunately. Um, but that drive is still there to pursue that. Um, and I think with the right guidance and maybe the right education on how to do so, I think a lot of that comes down to that. I think, could help me and help others, you know, pursue their goals of wanting to be an entrepreneur. 
um, in the field that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I think it also brings light to the fact that people do not always understand how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur. Um, I, I always tell people when I'm talking to them that, you know, you go into a workplace, you see it already working, right? You're not right. questioning that chick that's coming. I mean, let's be honest, some places you still be questioning that chick. <laughs> but for the most part, you're not questioning the chick that is coming in. It's coming in like clockwork. You know that you get paid either once a week, uh, every other week, twice a month, once a month. You know what that pay schedule is. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to thrive in a place of being comfortable because we know what is to be expected. Entrepreneurship is unknown. I don't okay. care how well you are in an entrepreneur um, space. I don't care if you've been in business one year, five years, 10 years. Entrepreneurship is still a lot of unknown. And I think a lot of times when we come in as employees, we don't think about upper management. And when I say upper management, I'm talking about your CEOs, your CFOs. Um, right. You don't think about the stresses they have in making sure money is coming in correctly, money is being disseminated correctly. Um, SOPs are in place. Everything, you know, the the image of the company is in good light and social media, et cetera. And um, so a lot of times we don't see that from the world of being an employee. But once you venture out to become your own boss, you see it because now you're the CEO, the CFO, the the marketer. The, you yeah, are the brand, every, you know? everything. You're right. Right. You are everything. Mm -hmm. And so there's fear. I know with baking, because me, while I enjoy baking, I agree that it it was a lot easier when I didn't have kids. But you do it on a much larger scale, right? So when doing baking, I would assume that it is even more stress there because you have to make sure that the customer likes the taste. The customer absolutely. likes how how it looks. How it's presented. Yes, absolutely. Right. So tell me, is there a lot of stress when it comes to just those um those things? Like just making sure will they like it? If they show me a picture, you know, we're we're in a world where People want to show you a picture and say, can you make that? Or right. can you do it? You know, what, what does Shade Room say? Um, what I asked for versus what I got. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, what is that like for you? Like, walk me through how that makes you feel or what those emotions you have when it comes time to actually start on a cake or cupcakes for someone. Absolutely. So, and that's a really good question. And I'll be honest, I think, that also is a part, especially in a rep, like when it comes to people consuming things like a food, candy, treats, baked goods and stuff like that. The last thing you want to be told is that your stuff do not taste good or it don't look the part. And I think one thing that I have done for myself and I have just created like this is the expectation of my business uh, or what I do is I tell people like, yeah, absolutely. Um, send me your ideas of what you would want this, you know, your dream cake or cupcakes to look like. Now, I do lay it out there like I'm not one to copy someone else's work, 
Um, I definitely would love to add my own flair, obviously with the customer's approval. Um, Cause at that point, if I just replicated, then that could have been done by an, you know, by anyone. I want people to know that this is something that came from me and myself alone. Um, and then when it comes to the taste tour, I'm telling you, I, I bake extra just to make sure I can taste what I'm saying. And listen, <laughs> y'all, he baked extra. I'm calling. Do you have extra? Because I want to taste it. <laughs> yeah. The the icing unmatched. The fondant. I love fondant. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I definitely rely on, you know, tough criticism. Yeah. I think when looking at an industry of like, being an entrepreneur period no matter what the field like you got to have that that tough love and direct feedback and can't look at it as someone trying to tear you down if that is how it feels maybe that's a conversation you have but i think the relationship between you and i have you do give me very direct feedback and obviously me being an overthinker and stuff like that i just want to make it perfect i want it to be perfect on the first go but we're all learning as we go and we need to realize that, okay, this doesn't taste like that limoncello cupcake I wanted to make, right? So how do I get the cello with the lemon? And it's just going to be back to the drawing board and back to those recipes to make sure that it tastes how I want it to taste. Um, because you're going to be your own, you know, biggest critic, right? Like, I've had nothing but great reviews and things like that of uh, cupcakes and cakes that I've uh, given to people. Um and I, again, I'm just hard on myself when it comes to it. So that's where ultimately most of the stress comes from. And I think that's important to point out. A lot of times we are our toughest critics, right? I right. know with me, even though the services that I provide are actual, you know, like they're not necessarily baking or anything like that. Me providing mental health services and policy reviews and things like that. But it is very difficult to make sure that, okay, am I doing this right? Is this to someone's liking? Will this be okay? Because we tend to overthink and we want it to be perfect. Right. And I have to remind myself constantly that perfect is not real. Mm-hmm. That is just something that is presented to us, but it's not something that can be reached. Like perfection is, is absolutely nothing that we can reach. But what we can do is give our best Right. Right. And I think when we start thinking about it as I've given my best at that point, we don't tend to compare it to someone else because my best is not your best. Just like your best won't be my best. You know, like if it comes down to who's going to decorate that cake, y'all need to call Tevin. You know, (laughs) (laughs) Tevin going to have you. Tevin is going to have you. Um, you also talked about just how you tend to, when people show you pictures, you want to put your own flair on it. Right. I think that that is something that people forget about with artistry, Mm -hmm. with real artists and baking is an art, right? Right. With real artists, you cannot ask them to duplicate someone's work. Like that takes away from their own ability to showcase their talent right and that that, that's so true like um it's like nobody's ever gonna replicate you know duplicate the mona lisa right right that is never gonna happen but 
what I like when my customers do give me, and I'll, I have a, uh, a baby shower coming up uh, later on in the month, um, the end of September here, um, or excuse, yeah, in the September here. And um, they have given me the ability, they've sent me multiple different pictures of cupcakes that they would like to see at this shower. And, um, and the, the main thing that they came at me and told me, they was like, hey, I would like it to look a, a little bit like this, but obviously you're the expert and I'm putting it in your hands. That is the best thing when it comes to people asking for certain art from people. Like, let that artist have that ability to showcase their skills. And um, because I do, I do have an idea of what they're looking for. Obviously, I'm going to meet that expectation. But I, to over exceed expectation, I'm also going to add my flair and um, my artistry to these cupcakes. As simple as people think cupcakes are, it's not as quick as just throwing some icing on a cupcake. There's dyeing. They're dyeing the cupcake uh, icing um, and piping with certain tips and bags and things like that. There's a lot that goes into it. And then when you're baking four dozen, yeah, there's some work cut out for me. So, But I'm prepared for it. And again, this is something that I love to do. And it is a passion of mine. And again, this is just going to help me get closer to where I want to be because I'm it's always a renewed love for the art when I'm doing it for somebody um and I know that the you know I'm going to put a smile on that person's face and then to see everybody's reaction when they take that first bite um is what what I look forward to right so tell me when um so currently you work in sales correct yes Okay, and so I know just in talking with you over time, that's very stressful for you, right? Correct. Do, is that the same level of stress that you feel when baking, or are the stressors, like, different for you? It is very different. I, I, I love sales. Um, ultimately, I look at sales as well because I am such a friendly person um, and a people person. I love... Um, I'm not what people you would consider a shark. Like I like building relationships with my, my customers or clients or whatever the industry is. And I want to make sure that I'm not only getting their wants, but I'm matching whatever product I'm selling them to match their needs as well. Cause, um, I want it to be beneficial for them for the long run. Um, and when it comes down to the stress of the two, sales is definitely more stressful than what baking brings. Um, yeah, um, baking has its own stress, but it's because I'm trying to, again, make sure that my customer is completely satisfied and it's to their liking, being looks and taste, because we all look, you know, eat with our eyes first. Um, but when it comes to sales, there is a different type of stress that comes along with that. And I think Ultimately, it's a job that I have to have versus a job that I want, if that makes sense. Oh, that is, you know what? I don't even think I need to follow up with nothing after that. <laughs> it's a job that I have to have versus one that I want. And I think when I think about entrepreneurship, that's really what it is. Like, a, I have to think about it from a standpoint, is this what I want or is this what I feel like I have to do? And I feel like 
if we move into a space of, oh, I'm doing it because I have to, it takes the love out of it. But yeah. I'm doing it because this is what I want to do. Like, I'm passionate about this. So even when I am stressed, I can maintain that stress a lot better because it's my first love. It's like, just like when our kids stress us, you know, we're both thinking, <laughs> well, I, I have to get out of saying single parent because I am engaged. But yeah. still, um, it's still that whole thing of, you know, like even when our kids, they bring a whole nother different type of stress. Lord knows this, um, you know, we just recently had the holiday and so Labor Day break and having all the kids and going to Apple Festival and Zoom yeah. and stuff. You know, stress with just, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? But the reward is is so amazing that it, it alleviates that stress, you know? Absolutely. So be before we wrap up, I just wanted to um, ask you this. If there's a listener out there who's thinking about taking their passion and turning it into their full-time job, what is a word of advice you would give them? Or if they're just struggling with doing that, what is the word of advice you would give them? Um, a word of advice I would definitely give you um, is <clears throat> definitely follow your dreams. Do not put those on the back burner. Obviously, that's something that you're passionate about. So seek it out. Find there are a ton of resources around Asheville, including Tor herself, that I'm sure that could help you with building that foundation that you need to take that next step forward. So nobody ever wants to have regrets or anything like that. Pursue it. Pursue it. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, that's something that I'm learning. Shoot for the stars and um, go full force. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tevin, for speaking with me today, for allowing the listeners to hear a little bit of your story. Um, to my listeners, as always, you can find me at simplytour.com or at bizradio.us. Until next time, make sure you're practicing at self-care. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.